Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm talking about is, when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? It's your girl, D. Scott, and I am here on this Tell the Truth Tuesday, October 10th, so we're 10-10-2017. So today is actually World Mental Health Day, <clears throat> and I was going through some of my pages, and y'all know that I'm an advocate for this if you don't you know now, and I already have a foundation, the Sherry Foundation, named after my mother, which the donations or anything that I give is basically um, charitable towards teens and young adults and college students that didn't have enough money for the medication that they needed in order to be, you know, to sustain in life because basically the insurance companies only want to pay for, you know, the medication that's not time-released and that sometimes doesn't work with people that have depressive symptoms and things like that. So since I started the foundation, um, no one has come forward saying they need help. No one has said, hey, you know, I need help with this. Nothing, okay? And so part of World uh, Mental Health Day, this year they focused on mental health in the workplace, and, you know, there's issues more common than you'd think. So basically it says um, they're looking at how our workplace experience can be improved to promote mental health and well-being. So globally, more than 300 million people suffer from depression and 260 million suffer from anxiety disorders, many of whom live with both conditions. And a study by the World Health Organization found that such disorders cost the global economy $1 trillion in lost productivity each year. So you're talking about, I know people personally that have to take FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act, due to mental health disorders. They have anxiety disorders, so they can't work in certain situations because they would have to be heavily medicated to do so. I know certain people that can't get out of the bed once that snow hits that ground because of seasonal associative disorder and certain depressions and anxieties. So here's a deeper look at how mental health affects Americans. And before you get to judge, like I said, you can go in the DSM-4, DSM-5, and I believe there's a 6 now, Literally, it's going to tell me that one in five adults experience mental illness in any given year, and I think that number is actually probably one in two. It's probably half, because if you were to go in the dsm four, you would see that they even have certain portions of PMS as part of a mental illness. You know, so if it's, if it's written, I mean, that that's what, it, you know, OCD, anxiety disorders, you know, bipolar, all these things are part of mental illness. So one in five or 43.8 million adults experience mental illness in a given year. One in 25 
or $10 million. Adults experience a serious mental illness. Now, I don't know why they would differentiate, because if you're schizophrenic, yes, I agree that that's a severe uh, issue, but it can kill you just like depression can. So for me, you know, you get one delusional, you know, somebody that has delusions of grandeur that thinks they're God and jumps off the side of a building, that's, you know, that's still scary. And one in 100 or 2.4 million people live with schizophrenia. That's one of the ones that I said that even though I don't believe in psychopharmacology, that if you are schizophrenic, that is something that you definitely, or if you're like clinically depressed, like you definitely need to get your chemicals in your brain under order. Uh, 2.6% or 6.1 million of Americans have bipolar disorder. And so we laugh about people being like, oh, this person's bipolar and this, that, and the third, and it's actually not fucking funny. And the reason it's not funny is because these people, it used to be called manic depressive, Right which means that it's the reason they say bipolar means it's you're going in between two poles. One minute you're happy, right, which is the mania phase. Everything is good. Everything's great. Oh, my God, yes, I just spent all this money. I'm great. And then, you know, you go through the depressive part where it's like, oh, my God, how am I going to pay for this? What What has to happen now and what did I do? And, you know, I don't make enough money for this. And so you see, especially a lot of the sitcoms, believe it or not, they show a lot of mental illness on TV. We just didn't know what to call it. You know, so bipolar disorder um, affects 6.1 million Americans, and 6.9% or 16 million, 16 million people suffer from severe depression. Severe depression meaning leading to cutting, self-mutilation. You guys all know that I wrote about that in my book, Stay in Your Lane and Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle. 18.1% of, 18.1% of, um, people or 42 million live with anxiety disorders. So you're talking about the fact that back in the day I used to have anxiety real bad, which is originally what Xanax is prescribed for. Xanax is prescribed for people that have severe anxiety disorders because it it basically calms you down. Well, I had the type of anxiety disorder that I would literally – you know, after I had my son, I'd be in a grocery store and almost pass out because I would hyperventilate and I can't breathe. So you're not talking about someone that's just like, oh, I'm feeling agitated or I'm feeling anxious. You're talking about someone that's having like a hyperventilation situation and is about to pass out in a parking lot. Okay. So, you know, but once you start, you know, I I did different things to cure myself of that. So as far as, you know, I was going through a divorce at the time. You're talking, actually, it'd be 10 years this month. Um, you know, you're talking about something that was a decade ago. But now you're talking about, you know, people that can't function at their jobs due to anxiety disorders or they think someone's looking at them or they think that something's going on or there's a conspiracy. You know, they're they're unable to perform their job because of this. And then in addition to that, we have 90% of those who die by suicide have an underlying mental illness. That's where the problem comes in. So only 41% of adults with a mental health condition receive help, and less than 50% of children, 8 to 15, receive mental health services. Now, I don't believe in medicating children. I don't believe in that um, unless they're schizophrenic. Again, I mean, I, I, I don't believe in it. I feel like there's certain things that we could do, exercise, get those endorphins going. And only 36.9% of those suffering from anxiety receive treatment. Less than 20% of Americans with moderate depressive symptoms sought help from a medical professional. And only 4% of young adults with self-reported mental health needs forego care, which would make sense as to why my foundation, the Sherry Foundation that I've been diligently working on, um, doesn't receive any requests for help. 
you know, because the information is there. It's just sometimes called for people to say, okay, we have mental health facilities here in the city, and if it's not in the city, it's here, and certain things don't cost anything. There are several group activities that people can go to that don't cost any money, and it doesn't matter whether you have insurance or not. So, you know, for World Mental Health Day, I just wanted to take the time to make sure that we, especially as minorities, I mean everybody obviously, but especially as minorities, like check on your strong friend. You know, make sure that you call and check on him or her, like, hey, you good? You know, just wanted to, you know, shoot you a text and make sure you are right. That shit means a lot to people going through something to get that surprise text to see that you're okay. And then, you know, be careful not to fall into, especially with people with bipolar disorder, that manipulative phase where, you know, you you want to help people so bad, but if you don't want to help yourself, I can't help you. And now I have to recuse myself from the entire situation and just let you do what it is you need to do. And I know what that feels like because it's been done to me. However, if you're my friend, you're my friend. If you're my lover, you're my lover. If you're my family, you're my family. None of that changes because you have issues. So sometimes, you know, you give people their space, you give them a moment, and then you try to regroup and try to figure out what you can do to help the situation. Because if you're already in a situation where somebody else is headed towards that way, you know, you kind of have a responsibility as a human being to at least let them know, like, hey, this is what's going to end up happening to you if you continue to go this way and don't get help. And don't, you know, spend time with the people that you should be with and don't hang around people that drain you or don't hang around people that just all they want to do is take from you. Because when you're in a situation and you have a mental health issue, it's just a constant struggle just to even get up every day sometimes. You know, I know people that have literally, like, they can't get up. Like it's a wrap, like they're just not getting out of bed, and then they start the calling off of work. That's part of where that $1 trillion comes from. They start calling off work. I'm too tired. I can't go. You know, and now it just becomes this vicious cycle, and now you're losing your job, and now they're playing unemployment because, you know, they can't fire you for FMLA and unless you don't, you know, follow protocol. Excuse me. Excuse me. So those were blessings right there. So tonight I'm going to actually leave because I wanted to keep it pretty serious just because y'all know how hard I fight you know, for people to become aware and to become a little bit more sensitive about people's mental health needs. And you just, the other thing is too, like, and I've said this before, like, I wouldn't piss off a midget on purpose because you don't know what the fuck that person is going through that day that perhaps something that you said to them like, fuck your dad, daddy, or fuck your mama, or something like that might push them over the edge and push them into a place where they don't want to be. And you know, do you want to be the cause of that? So, yeah, we say sticks and stones, you know, but names will never hurt us, but names do hurt, especially when they're given the connotation. So just like we as black people get mad at white people for calling us a nigger, right, because we know I don't because I don't give a fuck what you think, but we get mad for them calling us a nigger, right, because we know where that word comes from, and we know the intent behind the word is fucked up, right? That it's 100% it's fucked up So that's where the anger comes from So just imagine how upset someone would be When you take someone's deepest darkest secret And you turn it on them In an argument you know, And then you have people that wake up and say Well I don't know what happened to so and so You know always try to be kind to one another Make sure that the last thing that you said to somebody Wasn't fuck your dad mama Or fuck your dog that died Five years ago Like don't do that because a lot of times that one little thing that you said to somebody might be the thing that pushes them over the edge and then you don't get to talk to them anymore because they they off themselves. 
You understand what I'm saying? Suicide is very prevalent right now. And it, it goes back to the whole angels and demons conversation that I always have with people is that we always acknowledge our angels. We never acknowledge our demons. And mental health not necessarily is a demon, but it, it, it is demonic in the forms of sloth, in the form of non-productivity, in the form of you not being able to self-actualize and move forward with your life because you're chained in a relationship that's abusive. That it, And obviously something has to be fucking wrong with you to think that you should be abused on a daily basis or told that you're fat or not good enough and everyone else is better than you. Those are all things that fuck with your self-esteem and your mental health. So I'm going to leave you guys with something that I feel is really awesome. His name is Jordan Banks, but I'm going to spell it out for you. It's G-O-U-R-D-A-N. This is a song that I'm vibing to this cuffing season. Probably not even going to come up off the bench this cuffing season. Just enjoy all the, um, what do we call it, endorsements. I'll enjoy the endorsements is a better way to say it. But thank you guys for listening. Make sure you call your strong friend and ask how he or she is doing because sometimes that last little text message or that last little phone call or even a I'm sorry or even a I'm I fucked up or I understand where you're coming from or an acknowledgement. And we'll get into acknowledgements next show because I want to talk about Damien Escobar acknowledging something that went on in his marriage and so on and so forth. You know, I would rather live in the ugly truth than to hear a beautiful lie. And so I'm going to leave you guys with Jordan Banks, one of my little jams. <laughs>